Happiness Playbook, a podcast dedicated to the belief that life is a team sport. I'm your host, Larie Florence, and this is week four of our Play Theory Boot Camp, where we're up in our happy game. This week's highlight reel is about the Redhead Convention that takes place every year in the County Cork. People with red hair have gathered every year in Southern Ireland for the Irish Redhead Convention. Held over three days, the celebrations include crowning the ginger king and queen, competitions for the best red eyebrows, and most freckles per square inch. Red hair is the rarest of hair colors and accounts for only 2% of the world's population. Scotland has the highest percentage of natural redheads in the world with 13%. And can you guess who comes in second? If you guessed Ireland, you'd be correct. They clock in at 10% of the world's population. So that means 23% are in the British Isles. That's crazy. This festival was the idea of a red-headed brother and sister Jolene and Dennis Cronin. I love it. These siblings got together and did something really fun that thousands and thousands of people are enjoying. All right, it's time for our post-game analysis. How did you do with last week's principle, let go and play? Did you notice when you were willing to let go and have fun? Did you notice when you weren't and when you felt foolish? What thoughts did you have about letting go and playing. Before we get into our practice for this week, it's time for our team huddle. I want to give a shout out and a thank you to the 166 new Play Theory Facebook page likes. You can also follow us at the Play Theory, well, it's actually the Happiness Playbook Instagram account. So thank you for connecting with us on social media. All right, it's time to get on with our play-by-play for this week's principle. So far in our Play Theory Boot Camp, we've covered Be Present and Let Go and Play. These two principles are often intertwined. As a matter of fact, it's an ongoing debate about which one we should teach first. For example, when I'm playing pickleball and, heaven forbid, I hit it into the net, if I don't let go of the mistake I get stuck in the past replaying what went wrong and then I end up missing the next shot that comes my way because I wasn't being present. I'll perform much better if instead of dwelling on the mistake, I let go and play and refocus on being present by literally keeping my eye on the ball as it comes off the server's paddle and focusing in on it, which brings me back to the present moment and helps me let go of the previous mistake. Not letting go is the antithesis of being present. But enough review. Last week, I promised we'd talk about the play theory principle that started it all. Some of you may know that I'm the founding artistic director of Take Note Troupe, an award-winning after-school youth theater program. We specialize in annual performances of Shakespeare in the Park, for cities of Rockland, Folsom, and Auburn here in Northern California. We also have an award-winning improv team. 
were the only team that scored a perfect 100% in adjudication, taking first place in Ye Old Improv Competition, a improv competition that's affiliated with the Utah Shakespeare Festival. But that's a whole other story. At first glance, Shakespeare and improv seem to be at polar opposites of the theatrical realm. One is the pinnacle in scripted theater, and the other is without any script or preparation at all. How did we come to do both, and to do both very well? Well, when my oldest daughter was 13, she approached me about learning Shakespeare, and since we were homeschooling, I set out to teach her. What started out as a cooperative of families in my backyard, spraying the audience with a hose to recreate the waves of the tempest, grew into a regular, long-standing program that serves hundreds of families in our community. Jana Hargadon was my partner in starting out on this journey, and she knew of an improv group in San Francisco called Flash Family that did applied theater or improv workshops. She thought it'd be good for the cast to have a safety net to fall back on if they forgot a line or made a mistake. And that made sense to me, even though the idea of unscripted theater or improv was rather intimidating, and I really wasn't interested in the idea. But Jenna insisted, and so we loaded up our cast of around 30 teenagers, drove into San Francisco to a second-story open warehouse loft to do a workshop. Even though I had trepidations. As I listened to Andy, the workshop leader, explain the guidelines for improv, I felt myself drop into a moment outside of time as everything in the room fell away and a force outside of myself communicated without voice. Pay attention. This is one of the most important things you'll ever learn. Well, That certainly got my attention. For those familiar with improv, you'll know the foundational rule, who even knew there were rules to improv, (laughs) is say yes and. Let me explain. In a made-up scene where no one knows what's going to happen, someone has to start it with something, like walking on stage and saying, Good morning, Mom. The scene partner would then say yes to being their mom and that it's morning. If instead the other person in the scene rejects that and says something like, hey, hold up, I am not your mom and it's 10 o'clock at night, then instead of having something to build a scene on, they've both got exactly nothing. For example, let's say Two actors step on stage to start an improvised scene. There are no scripts, no rehearsals, just an idea or prompt given in the moment, usually drawn out from the audience. could be something pretty vague like school bus or Atlantic City or marshmallow. The actors then use that idea to form something solid from the ethos of the present moment and their collective creativity. Sounds pretty crazy, right? And it is, except it's the sanest, most real thing we could ever think of because it's the only real thing each of us does every single moment of our lives. I'm serious. Think about it. 
none of us rehearse living. We don't have a script. We don't have practices. We wake up and we go through each moment creating it as we go. And if there are others in our moment, then we get to create it with them. Instead of having a prompt like marshmallow, maybe it's work Zoom meeting, or maybe unexpected encounter with your ex, or even just boredom. What do you do with those scenarios? How do you act in them? And here's the magic. Just as staged improvised scenes are built around saying yes and, and building on ideas, so are the daily minutiae of our lives. We progress and create as we accept the situation and build upon instead of rejecting it or denying it or trying to demean it or control it or manipulate it. Those actions don't bear good fruit. Instead, try accepting whatever the situation is and then building on it. We used to call this third play theory principle, say yes and, but it's harder to explain, so we've distilled it down to its essence and instead call it accept and build, which is what you're doing in an improv scene when you say yes and. To be clear, by saying accept, I'm not saying, for example, that you accept a negative situation like abuse and just live with it. I am saying accept that it has happened and then move in the direction you want to go based on an honest appraisal of where you are. Another example might be living in denial of having poor health instead of avoiding a weigh-in on the scale or acknowledging that you can't make it up the stairs without a break to catch your breath. Make an assessment of where you are and then take steps to get where you want to be. If you don't ever acknowledge where you're at, you won't be able to chart a course to where you want to go. Think about your map app. You have to first list where you are before it can tell you how to get where you're going. Also, when there's something that's dangerous or threatening, of course, I want to make it clear you don't have to accept that or say yes to that. You say no, because no stops things. What I am saying is that in our culture, we're more fear-based and apathetic than we need to be in general. We say no out of habit or fear when a yes or acceptance of at least part of the offer would build a relationship or move us towards a solution instead of further polarization and division. So now you know the very beginnings of how play theory came to be. After that revelatory experience in the workshop, I spent a lot of time cogitating on what was so important and then putting those ideas and principles into action. And that's how the play theory principles came to be. They're really just what sports psychologists call relevant cues, meaning two to three actionable words that act as powerful triggers to influence our behavior in positive ways. Hopefully, these cues help us focus on specific actions that dramatically increase our ability to achieve our desired outcome, which in the case of play theory is a positive mindset 
that fosters creativity and positive collaboration. Now, for our play of the week, I'll leave you with a thought that is a total game changer. Think about our interactions with others as an exchange of energy. In the martial art of Kung Fu, the power is found in accepting and then redirecting energy that comes from an opponent rather than trying to block or stop it. Acceptance and saying yes builds energy while saying no stops energy. Just as in an improv scene in life, when we accept others' ideas and build upon them or redirect them, it generates constructive energy. Leaning in with enthusiasm and saying yes when appropriate fuels acceptance of self and others and is the bedrock of validation. It's a great way of looking at life. Give it a try. Did you notice the example of accept and build in our highlight reel? What a wonderful way for this brother and sister to work together to accept their hair color that I have known some redheads that, that reject it. They're embarrassed or they, they don't like how they stand out from other people. And instead, these siblings accepted it and then built a wonderful opportunity for others who share the same characteristic to come together and to celebrate I think that's such a fun example. When you start looking around, you'll see really great positive examples of this principle all around you. Some of the really successful companies in our era take this on as their, their mode of operation to get outstanding results. So watch for it. All right, are you ready for this week's workout? In conversation, practice saying the word yes, then add more to whatever part of the statement you can agree with. For example, yes, the election is very important and I'm confident we both want the best scenario for all involved. Did you see what I did there? I didn't have to agree on what vote I was going to make, but we could agree that we both wanted good things to happen. So practice literally saying yes and then validate something that was offered before sharing any negative thoughts. Another example, if I had to tell someone no when they asked my permission, I could still say yes like this. Yes, I understand how important it is for you to take the car tonight. And I'm sorry it's not available. Even though I'm not agreeing, you can see that I'm still validating the person's request. They might not be happy about it, but they'll feel more valued than if I just said, no, you can't have the car because I said so. Be sure to notice when you want to say no and ask yourself why. And instead, look for ways to accept whatever part of the person's idea you can and build on that rather than focusing on the negatives. So often, that's the first thing we go to is the problem. And we drill down on that rather than celebrating the positive that we share. Keep practicing this skill and pretty soon 
you'll be able to clock an under four-minute proverbial accept and build mile. And if you want to go the extra smile, try replacing no and the word but with yes and for an entire day. Can you go a full 24 hours without saying the word no? Be sure to join our conversation on their Play Theory Facebook group and direct message or comment on the Happiness Playbook Instagram and let us know how you did. We'll send you some Play Theory swag if you can last an entire day. If you want more encouragement for your happiness practice, be sure to follow us on social media. Next week is our last Play Theory principle, which is the sum in the play theory equation of life. Be sure to tune in. Until then, remember, life is a team sport and we're so happy to have you play with us here at the Play Theory Bootcamp. If you're finding value, please share it with your friends and bring them on board the Play Theory team. Catch you next time.